What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we're basically getting ready for free agency. We're going to be going over some deals from around the NBA. We're also going to be talking about how will the Bulls address their biggest needs of size and shooting in this free agency. We'll get into all that and more in today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so we're diving right in. So it's been a lot of maneuvering around going in the NBA, mainly done by the New York Knicks, who the New York Knicks just completed a deal sending Nerlens Noel and Alex Burks, as well as two future second round picks to the Detroit Pistons, unloading $19 million in space as they prepare to offer Jalen Brunson a huge deal. Uh, We've heard everything between $100 million to $110 million for Jalen Brunson. And it's so interesting to see the New York Knicks be as aggressive as they have been to A, clear cap space, have a target, zero in on that target, even change their what was reportedly their mindset on Mitchell Robinson. A lot of people expected New York to kind of let Mitchell Robinson go away. At this point now, they are trying to not only re-sign Mitchell Robinson, but also bring in Jalen Brunson to keep that team and to see what they what, the, what that team does. Now, the interesting thing with the Jalen Brunson and their interest there is, yeah, Jalen Brunson looks great next to Luka Doncic, right? He looks great. A lot of players would. He's benefited a lot, lot off of it. But the question is, is how is Jalen Brunson going to look without Luka Doncic? And, you know, the New York Knicks, while, you know, uh, R.J. Barrett had a great kind of kind of a breakout season for him as well, Julius Randle, can he get back to being that player he was um, when he got that deal? But I wanted to look at games last season that Jalen Brunson played without Luka. And in those games, he averaged 20.4 points per game, 7.5 assists per game, and almost four rebounds per game, especially at his size. That's pretty big. Uh, shooting averages of, of, of 49% overall from the field and 35% from the three-point range uh, in games without Luka Doncic. So, the, the Knicks are technically, yes, we know his averages are even better than that um, when you when you factor in the whole season. But without Luka, they're getting a player that still averages 24-7-4. and four. That is a, that's that's quite an impact on the team. And so I can understand their interest there. Um, what, what does it do for the rest of the roster construction, things like that? It's going to be interesting to be seen. But the New York Knicks being aggressive in free agency to go after a person that they've targeted and they've had on their on their board and, you know, it, it, you know, shouts out to them. We'll see how it ends up working with the Knicks um, and Tom Thibodeau still being the coach down there. But it's just it's just fascinating as a person who watches the NBA to just see the Knicks go this much in and having the 11th pick, trading that 11th pick, walking away with no rookies and just being really focused on clearing that cap space and making it happen. Now, they did have a, a partner in Detroit that, you know, Detroit still has twenty three million dollars in cap space even after this deal, which is crazy. You absorb. 19 million in in cap without sending out any salary and you still have 23 million in cap space that's wild now maybe we can convince detroit to take no no, just or tony bradley can they take tony do they want don't they want another center in tony bradley uh without that being said though that's just that's that's huge in them but the question is now uh you know initial questions in my mind was are the detroit pistons going to keep nerland noel could he enter um, free agency and kind of be another chip there. Well, it seems like they're going to be focused on keeping him. They want to bring him and his veteran presence. Um, and so, you know, they're pretty high on him, as some reports have said. So, you know, they'll probably end up keeping Nerlens Noel. But dang, the Knicks are really just going. They're going for it. They're going for it. Now, we still have some quite a, quite a few chips left in this free agency that may fall. They may not fall into the trade deadline. We have Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton, DeJounte Murray, John Collins, Miles Bridges, just to name a few 
of of some of the players that are still expected to kind of move teams or have been rumored to, you know, either one out their team or the team to get to want to move away from them. Rudy Gobert, we've talked about here very heavily. Listen, I do want to say this. All the players that I just mentioned, we got to, they're not coming to the Chicago Bulls. The time has passed, right? Everything, the Chicago Bulls are more than likely not. Now, AK could very well make me a liar. And if he does, shout out to AK. And, you know, if they do aggress- be aggressive at it. But all the signs are pointing to the Bulls are not going and making a big-time trade for any of these players. So I know that people are going to be typing in, oh, we can get Miles Bridges. We can do that. We can get him for cheap. It's not going to happen, people. I'm telling you right now. Put the Hayes stamp on it. It's not going to happen. But Rudy Gobert will talk about very heavily. DeAndre Ayton, it's so weird to, like, what's going on with Ayton. You've heard that some teams may be willing to offer him a big-money contract, that even some the Phoenix Suns may, may have at one point been looking to clear some space. To, to be able to re-sign him, um, Cam Johnson, to move some players like that. Some Bulls fans are interested in Cam Johnson if the Bulls do decide to move him. But those, we'll see what those chips end up falling. The Jonte Murray thing is really kind of kind of weird to me because we heard at the start of offseason, right, it was reported that this, or some people were rumored that the Spurs may go after Zach Levine to pair with Dejounte Murray. Now to hear that the Spurs may be looking to move on from him in the right deal. Now, we know... That they they may be looking to to get into the the uh, the high draft picks next year, which would make sense. But the Dejounte Murray thing is one of those ships that you know you hear like Atlanta's possibly looking to to pair him with Trey Young and things like that. It's just it's just really interesting. And we know the Spurs they they typically an organization that completely thinks things through. Um, with this being Pop's possible last season there, I think for sure is last season. Um, are they are they looking to go into a total rebuild to kind of just clear the deck, clear everything, um, and get the most talent available? Could be something like that, but it's still really just weird to hear DeJounte Murray, uh, his name being uh, as as actively talked about as what it is. Now, John Collins is his next one. Um, you know, everything seems to be heading towards the divorce. John Collins got his money and basically was was over Atlanta as soon as he got his money. He made sure he secured the bag and then he wanted to get up out of there. Uh, but we'll see what ends up happening with John Collins. Still don't think the Bulls are going to be out on this one. Um, I know uh, my, my co-host over on Locked on Bulls, Pat the Designer, still thinks John Collins is in play for the Chicago Bulls. I don't. I think that uh, that AK has told us without uh, enough words uh, that the Bulls are probably not going to be making a big time trade unless it's one that's very beneficial to them. And I don't see, and I could be wrong, Atlanta Hawks really taking a package built around Vooch for John Collins back. And then even what does that do for the Chicago Bulls? You know, still have to fill out other things. I just don't see it happening. I don't expect it to happen. Um, but you guys let me know down below what you think. And then the Miles Bridges one. This is another very interesting chip on what's going to happen because it seems like like Charlotte may pay him, but they just don't want to pay him the max. And then there's other teams that that do see Miles Bridges as being worth that max and, and possibly offering him. Um, you know, we had uh, the GM Mitch Kupchak yesterday just saying we are going to bring uh, Miles Bridges back. So, you know, if you take that for what it's worth, then he'll be back in the Charlotte Hornets uniform. If not, I'm sure Detroit is prepared with their cap space to offer some money towards Miles Bridges. And that will just continue the total overhaul of what the Detroit Pistons have done with that roster in the last year. Like, if you look from from before the draft last year to after the draft this year, it's just wild how much turnover could possibly be. It's already been done with that team, especially if they bring in somebody like Miles Bridges, just how much turnover that would be for that, for that franchise in that amount of time. But, you know, let me know what you guys think about everything down below. Who do you think is the first chip? To, to get moved out of those that we named, Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton, DeJounte Murray, John Collins, and Miles Bridges. Who do you think is going to be the first one to move or, or sign with another team? You know, because it's a mix of mix of players there. Who do you think is going to be the first chip to fall? Let me know what you guys think about that down below. But now, let's talk about our Chicago Bulls. So, Bulls' biggest needs in free agencies are size and shooting. 
That's really what what I look at it as. Um, there's been some recent reports that the Bulls could be interested in Brooke Lopez. That brings the size. It brings some of the shot blocking. Brings some of the rebounding as well. Um, I don't know what type of money Brooke Lopez would be in. Again, I don't know if this is some of the one of those rumors that just popped up because it's like Brooke Lopez is looking for the team. The Chicago Bulls are looking for these. These two things kind of fit together. Yeah, there'll be some interest there. I'm not sure. We've heard a lot of rumors about the Chicago Bulls, and almost all of them have not come to fruition. When you look at everything from the, from offseason until now, almost every rumor that the Chicago Bulls have been in hasn't really panned out, right? I think even if you go back to last season, a lot of the rumors last season with the Bulls, when you talked about the uh, the Jeremy Grant things, the Miles Turner things, like all of that ended up not coming to fruition. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't some smoke there, right? Because every time that there's a conversation, it doesn't mean that a deal actually comes in, into place. But I will say this, like I don't, I'm, I'm, AK and Eversley have been playing things so close to the vest. And this is something that we can expect. There's that I, I wouldn't call it secretive. I just think that they they move in silence, right? That I don't believe almost any rumor that comes out about them because it's like what who really has an end with AK and Eversley? I don't I don't like yeah we have Bulls writers we have we have teams that are, are are reporters that talk to them a lot we have things like that of course right that every team has that but I really don't think a lot of teams know or a lot of outlets know what the Bulls are really thinking because. They are so tactful in the way that they move, tactile, whatever the word I'm looking for is, in the way that they move, in the way that they plan their deals. I think that they absolutely have a plan. They have steps A through Z of what they're going to do this offseason. I fully believe it. And we'll start seeing that come right after the Zach Levine domino falls. We're going to see other dominoes come, and then we're going to see the full picture of it. But I just, I just don't see a lot of these rumors actually panning out because I just don't think that a lot of teams have that type of in with this Bulls front office. But with that being said, Interest in Brooke Lopez. Does he bring some of the things the Bulls need? Absolutely. Depends on what type of deal he would come in at. Let me know what you guys think down below on the potential of Brooke Lopez joining this team. But what are some of the players and what are the, some of the things that we can see the Chicago Bulls team going after in this free agency? We know we need size. We know we need shooting. I said on yesterday's episode, I don't necessarily know what the Bulls do out on the wing. We may see a focus on a big, a true center, and then maybe a, uh, another player that can play either the three and the four or the four and the five and can play multiple positions to kind of maximize on those minutes. I don't necessarily know what the Bulls are going to do, anything out on, if anything, out on the wing as long as Kobe White's still on his roster. There's still moves that could be made. We know we talked about it yesterday. The Bulls still have three open roster spots as well as two uh, more two-way deals, I believe. Justin Lewis, I think it's three, but Justin Lewis is on one of those two-way deals. Um, so we'll see what what the, how they end up filling out that roster. But a couple of players that I do want to talk about are some of the ones that you guys have mentioned in the comments. First off, somebody that I have talked about before, and that is Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba has the potential to bring both size and shooting for the Chicago Bulls. Now, yes, they will no, still need shooting at other positions, but when you look at Mo Bamba coming in, his best season last season at 10.6 points per game, 8.1 rebounds per game, uh, 1.2 assists per game, a PER of 16.5, and 38% shooting from the three-point range. So Mo Bamba is definitely a player that you can look at. He also spaced the floor for Wendell Carter, so you can look at him possibly coming in, playing some next to Vooch, playing without Vooch, but also providing some of that three-point shooting and threats. The only thing is, and this is one of the things that I do want to address on this video, a lot of Bulls fans and a lot of NBA fans in general think, oh, we can get a player for cheap. Listen, Mo Bamba, a player that's this young, coming off, his best season, you can't. It's, they're not available for cheap now. Could they? Could he sign for for the full mid level? Yes, there's absolutely a possibility of that. But I think there's some mindset that like, players are just going to sign for the cheap, but and they're not. Mobamba is not going to take any. He's going to get the most money possible. Guess what? Because he was sitting there, not getting a lot of minutes, 
on on the Magic bench, possibly working towards himself of not getting a big deal at all. He comes back. He has one of the best seasons, no, the best season of his career. He's going to try to maximize that, whether it be years and money and get the most money possible. So the thought and the idea that these players can be gotten for cheap, I don't usually feel that way. There are some absolutely that you, you look at and you can say, hey, we can pro possibly, rather than the full mid-level, we could probably get them at 7.5. Mobamba, however, is not one of those players. I don't pro I don't project that to be happen. But looking at Mobamba, he definitely provides a lot of what the Bulls could need. He provides that shot, uh, that that size. He provides some shooting as well. Um, now, uh, uh, of course, not the best volume shooter um, in his career as well. But he brings enough shooting. Last year, he went up to four four threes per, per game, hitting that at a thirty eight percent clip. Uh, that that's more, almost double the amount of threes that he uh, that he took in any other season. As a, as a member of the Orlando Magic, so there's definitely some improvements there. His field goal percentage overall increased, highest field goal percentage of his career as well last season. Um, so, you know, Mo Bamba's done and taken some leaps, but that all that points to he's not just going to be available for cheap people. Now, he is going to be available. Do, would you have to offer the full mid-level exception? Probably, right? Probably. But we'll see what happens with that. I like the idea of Mo Bamba coming to this team. Another player that could be available, I'm not going to say for cheap, but for probably less than the full mid-level exception and a player that a lot of Bulls fans have been talking about since last year is Chris Boucher. Uh, Boucher, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. 6'9". And again, these are these are now measurements that we know AK loves. He's 6'9 with a 7'4 wingspan. Arturis Karnasova is literally drooling at that wingspan. We know he loves his wingspan. Uh, he averaged 9.4 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game, and 3 assists per game last season in 21 minutes per game. Those are, those are type of bench player type minutes. So... Looking at what he could possibly bring to that, yes, he is a player. Twenty nine, uh, he would be twenty nine, uh, or twenty nine now. I think he's twenty nine now. Um, so he's definitely a player that you can look at to say, hey, he can fill in on this bench and come in and give us some things right away. And that's absolutely true. You would not be wrong for thinking that. Um, so yeah, he's oh, he just turned twenty nine in January. So I wanted to, wanted to fact check myself on that one. But yeah, so again, player. Probably looking, uh, this may be his his one time at getting a, a sizable contract and signing for for some length on that. Chris Boucher is a is definitely a player that I would be highly interested in. And it seems like he's going under the radar. And ESPN's uh, top uh, 15 free agents available didn't make that list. NBC listed the top 30 free agents available didn't make that list. Now, Hoops Hype had him listed at number 27 on their top uh, free agents available. But it seems like he may be flying under the radar. Now, could that happen? For, for, could that bode well for the Bulls possibly getting him at less than the full mid-level exception? I think so. I think I think that's possible for sure. Being able to use the rest of that mid-level exception to do some other things with that's what I look at at this at this Bulls team. Now, some of the some of the shooting things. Some players, some people have mentioned players like Carmelo Anthony. I mentioned Otto Porter Jr. on my on my show yesterday as well. These are these are some players that I think could possibly be interesting targets for the Chicago Bulls, just not ones we want to focus on very early. Another one that players uh, that uh, fans have been interested in, T.J. Warren. Now I've been very against the T.J. Warren thing. It also looks like he's all but sure that he's going to be going to Miami to possibly replace P.J. Tucker there, which makes a lot of sense for them. T.J. Warren being out of the NBA, out of basketball for two years, concerns me, right? Especially depending on what type of contract. He, d he decides to, to, to him and his agent demand because looking at a player, when's the last time a player has been out of basketball for two years because of injury for two years and has come back and been something marketable in that first year back, right? There have been absolutely players who come back and return from injury, 
But usually that first season, they're not quite there. That's what worries me about the T.J. Warren thing. Now, he does offer a lot of what the Bulls could need, especially toughness, things like that. But I look at the T.J. Warren situation, and to me, it, I'm turned off by it just, just by the strength of how long he's been out of basketball. And again, that could just that's just a Hayes thing, right? That's just something that I'm worried about. I can understand a lot of players not being I'm not a, a lot of fans not being quite worried about that, but that is something that concerns me. Let me know what you think about that down below. But as we get ready, we gear up. Free agency opens tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. It's exciting, exciting times as free agency prepares to open. Um, do the Bulls look at Isaiah Hartenstein? Hard rock, as he's called. He's 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 kind of come in as my number one realistic target. Sure, sure I still love. Uh, Bobby Portis, I still love Mo Bamba. I still love players like that. Mitchell Robinson, if he's willing to come in, accept a bench role, things like that. Those are players that I'll absolutely be interested in and I think the Bulls should call. But Isaiah Hartenstein is definitely a player that I look at and I say he can thrive here, especially being the backup big on the Chicago Bulls with the potential to maybe take over the starting position at some point and still give a lot of good things for the Chicago Bulls. So he's kind of my, my number one free agent target right now. Let me know your guys' number one free agent target for the Chicago Bulls and who, what you think about some of the things that we've talked about here. Uh, free agency chips left to fall. TJ Warren, Mo Bamba, Chris Boucher, things like that. Where you guys sit at right now. And another thing that I do want to address before we go today is the luxury tax and the Chicago Bulls. We're going to very well see what the Bulls' mindset is. We heard we heard uh, Michael Reinsdorf say that, hey, listen, he's willing to pay the tax, right? That's up to AK and Eversley. We'll get to see that come to fruition this season, this offseason. Gonna, we're going to see what that really means and what that really looks like because looking at it, once Zach Levine resigns, we're, we're going to be close to the tax. Now, the Bulls could still avoid the luxury tax. There's a couple of different ways that they can do it. A, by not using the trade player exception, letting that expire. Um, Splitting up the mid-level exception between two different players to bring in uh, to this team and also trading Kobe White and not bringing any salary back. If they can do a combination of some of those things, right, it doesn't have to be all of them. If they can do a combination of some of those things, the Bulls can technically avoid the luxury tax this season. But then it's still coming. Next season, the Bulls will be into the luxury tax. They can only push it off so long with this team unless they're going to start just selling pieces by the buttload. So with that being said, we're going to get to really see what this team's uh, methodology is when it comes to the luxury tax, because listen, this is going to be a year in which they can easily go into the luxury tax to, to improve the team big time. So we'll get to see what that looks like for this Chicago Bulls team in this offseason. Let me know what you think down below. Do the Chicago Bulls go into the luxury tax this offseason? I'll probably also put that as a poll on the community tab. So be on the lookout for that. But that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm Hayes. Make sure you follow me personally at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, you can leave us a text and our voicemail. I expect this Saturday's uh, mailback episode to probably be our biggest yet, considering it's going to be after the start of free agency. But the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bull Central. Like I liked in every episode on Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.